0: super talk mississippi media production
1: this is gerard gibbert and thank you for listening to middays here on super talk mississippi
0: and now the moment you've all been waiting for welcome to real talk for real mississippians informed engaging and always brutally honest Welcome to the J.T. Show with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
1: And welcome everyone to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Friday, y'all. Indeed, it is all day. It looks a little rainy outside, a little dreary. Yeah, supposed to get on out of here, though. I think so. So, joining us now to kick the show off this morning, Mandy Gunasekera. She was the former chief of staff of the EPA under the Trump administration. Morning, Mandy. Good morning. Well, things have been buzzing up there in Washington, shall we say. We got uh, Joe Biden's first address to the nation. I think you could accurately describe it as that, at, in front of a joint session of Congress. But there were only 200 people <laughs> in attendance. I, and the first thing that struck me, Mandy, was they all got masks on. But it is my understanding that that you had to be vaccinated to attend And I thought the guidance from the CDC and the science suggest if you are vaccinated and around people you know, you don't have to wear a mask, even inside.
2: Yeah. Am I missing something there? No, you're not. Uh, there were a lot of mixed signals sent uh, during the the whole production, so to speak. And there's a lot of political theater. I mean, I think what you saw is uh president up there talking about uh, the ever fleeting hope. But he was in <laughs> a picture of perpetuating fear and one that's totally unwarranted. I think the majority, certainly the majority of folks in that room were vaccinated. They've been very aggressive in getting lawmakers and folks who need to be in close quarters access to vaccinations vaccines um, but talk about what's happening at the states in a state like Mississippi a lot of folks uh, the majority not maybe not the majority but majority of certain populations that are potentially most affected by covid have at least had their fir- first shot so the picture that could have been painted is one of we uh we we're we're over the hump in terms of covid and let's get out and let's open up america for for work and recreate this booming economy and instead you saw this doom and gloom scenario that just isn't reflective of what's happening in the real world and the way people feel
1: yeah a perfect uh analysis of my sentiments as well i just feel like okay if you're trying to encourage if your your goal is to at least encourage and get everyone frankly to go out and get vaccinated that's the message we've been hearing it seems like you would also want to show well, here are the benefits of that yeah the benefits are you can gather inside without these dumb masks on if you've been vaccinated and that should be uh some degree of inspiration the message could have been sent there but instead it was no nope, not ready yet and so are we in like permanent COVID hell as i like to describe <laughs> it where we're not going to get out of it and then what happens next year so there's a report that says we well, you know everybody in the house hasn't been vaccinated Perhaps some members have chosen not to. That's their right. Perhaps some members are not able to for various health conditions. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean at next year's State of the Union, if we have one next year, is uh, Madam Speaker going to shut down access and only allow those that have been vaccinated? Are they like permanently banned from the House to which they were elected?
2: I mean, that's, that's a really good question. I wouldn't put it past her to do something like that and to require, you know, vaccine passports. There's been conversations about that. Just talk about an absurd limitation on freedom within the very house, um, that's supposed to represent the best that freedom has the opportunity, that has to offer in, in our democracy. I think the, the problem with the way of it is that the, the speaker and the leaders, they didn't give people the choice. You know, you and I have a choice to go get a vaccine. Right. And then if you have the vaccine, you have a choice Choice based off of cdc guidance whether or not to wear a mask in certain situations and if i make the choice based off of my experience and comfort and assessment of any degree of risk not to wear a mask well then that should be that should be respected and likewise if someone wants to wear a mask i'm not going to go up there and tell them to take it off versus they shouldn't come up to me and tell me to put it on but there is a benefit to getting the vaccine right. um, it's boosted immunity against the the COVID nineteen. Um, virus. And the benefit of that is not having to do these sorts of things that have really inhibited the way of life we've all previously enjoyed.
1: Totally agree. It it just seems like they had an opportunity to optically deliver a message of hope. Yeah. Uh, Instead, what we got was one of, well, what the hell are we getting vaccinated for if we're still kind of in the in the pandemic mode, so to speak? I I think what people want to see is we're coming out of this thing we're uh, returning to normal, and I don't mean the normal as they define it. I mean the normal before we had this thing. Yeah, That's what we're hoping for.
2: That is. And that's what that's what we can do because of this vaccine, um, which, by the way, was developed under Operation Warp Speed in yep. the last administration. And I found it really found it really interesting that a lot of President Biden's speech, he focused on um, the success of the vaccine and getting it out there. But he didn't want to give any credit where credit was due. And if you go back just a few months, remember when um, then President Trump was talking about the opportunity with the vaccine and yep. trying to establish layers of optimism, um, Vice President. President. President Kamala Harris and Joe Biden were out there raising questions as to whether or not they could trust the efficacy of right. a vaccine that was developed in a Trump administration. So, they've had mixed <laughs> signals all along and and when they were questioning the vaccine when it was out and ready for distribution at the end of last year, um now now they're trying to take credit for that <laughs> and talk about how it's the best thing since sliced bread, exactly. but you know, if you get it, you don't get to reap any of the benefits of the normal life that we all really want to get back to
1: so many contradictions it, uh, it's hard to it, unpack yeah, <laughs> it, it really, really is, is. <laughs> uh but so you're exactly right that I you're uh, point out something that's absolutely true is that well i don't know if i'm going to take that vaccine or not because well it was developed under the trump administration like he's in the lab with moderna and right. pfizer folks you know let's put this chemical with that chemical i mean this is crazy so i'm not sure i don't trust it and then all of a sudden, this first speech, the first 10 minutes, we're taking victory laps about it, yeah. about essentially his accomplishment. And I'm, I sit here and wonder, well, exactly what did Biden do? Because he had a – I've talked about it before in the air he had, he had a 45-page document about his plans to deal with COVID. And you go back and look at that, I can't really see how any of that was implemented – uh, or that he should be credited with any of that. I don't know what he did exactly, but he's taking victory laps.
2: No, he, he took the vaccine, and he uh, he, he <laughs> reached the exactly benefits of right. that sometime in December. So um, he, he certainly did that. But no, th- there really isn't much that they did in the way of COVID or even some of the other things that they're trying to take credit for. These are just continuations of policies put in place under the Trump administration that they're, they're now trying to rewrite, um, who came up with it, why it's been successful. And the thing about the media, generally speaking, mainstream media, um, they're complicit in, in rewriting what really happened. Um, you may have seen, I believe it was MSNBC, uh, uh, Nicole Wallace, I, I, I hope that's right, it was it was one of those, um, basically said that uh, Joe Biden, nobody had access to the vaccines before Joe Biden got into the office, um, which is just absolutely that's absurd, true. because she said that, and immediately, the good thing about the internet, people put up the picture of Joe Biden getting the vaccine himself right. Um, right. In, in December of last yeah. Year. So you just have a dishonest media going along with the Democrats trying to take credit for the good things that the Trump administration did that have really improved people's lives in terms of getting over the pandemic, wanting to get back and feel confident and healthy in the world. Um, but at the same time, uh, during during the joint session before Congress, you know, President Biden was just painting a really negative picture when that's not what the American people need. And that's not really where we are.
1: Yeah. So, you know, one. So he's kind of um, sort of layered on to Trump's initiatives, Trump's policies, uh, Trump's warp speed, which I think in retrospect should be viewed in history as revelational and pivotal. Uh, perhaps his greatest accomplishment, you could argue, yeah. during his tenure. Uh, so they're just sort of layering on that, taking credit for it. Well, one policy of which they would have continued is President Trump's policies with respect to the border and immigration. There was like zero mention about the border uh, specifically. Lots of talk about extending and granting amnesty to Mm -hmm. those already in the country. And you remember, President Trump offered a plan to achieve just that in exchange for funding uh, the border wall. But they said, no, we can't do that.
2: Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. And it's, it's, he's created this problem. Um, President Trump had a series of super effective policies that, Um, prevented people from flooding the border in the way that we're seeing right now. My husband was a customs and border protection during the Trump administration, and he recalls a time when they had, um, they had youth migrants in their control or or, within CBP facilities. There were about 75 of them at the time, and they were, they were freaking out about it. They didn't know what to do. Well, now there's tens of thousands, um, that are in the control, um, and under the care of customs and border protection and some of the other DHS subcomponents components and The president won't even mention that as a legitimate issue we need to be thinking critically about as a nation. He just want to jumps completely to amnesty because at the end of the day, he's not talking about the issues that impact the American people and the American people care about. He's talking about issues that the far left, um, cares about and he's trying to capitulate to those special interests that are extreme and, and totally counter to what Americans really do care about and what we should be doing to get this economy back up and running and get the country Back on a positive path.
1: We got a break right here. You hang with us? I can. Yeah, we got Mandy Gunnasekara in the studio. We're talking about the president's speech this past Wednesday. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
3: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly cloudy, high near 86. Tonight, a 50-50 chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 64. Your finally Friday, a 40% chance of rain, high near 74. Friday evening, a 20% chance of showers, low around 56. And for your Saturday, partly sunny, high near 79. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. We think diamond prices in most jewelry stores are downright scary.
4: That's why at
0: Junikers, we're doing something about it. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, May 6th, 7th, and 8th, you can buy directly from the Diamond Cutter. It's the Diamond Expo at Juniker Jewelry Company. Our Diamond Cutter is flying in with millions in certified diamonds. Fresh production, every size, shape, and price range. It's the Diamond Expo.
5: Three quarter carat diamonds for less than $1,650. One carat for under $2,000. And two carat diamonds for only $5,500. Plus, qualified buyers get up to 12 months financing, interest-free. Guys, this is how you buy a diamond. The Diamond Expo. Save hundreds, even thousands, directly from our cutters. Three days only, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, May 6th, 7th, and 8th.
6: Don't you dare miss it. I'll be here to shake your
0: hand juniker jewelry mississippi's direct diamond importer 1485 highland colony parkway just south of 463 in madison and junikerjewelry.com
7: ridgeland medical clinic is a proud sponsor of the gallo radio show conveniently located in ridgeland off highway 51 north in the oak place shopping center call them to see jody adams today
3: selling your vehicle we'll buy it need to put it on our lot we'll consign it
8: This
10: is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. 1-800-647-8540 or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. Welcome
11: back to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, let's hear it, let's hear it. Now, now, now. To the JT show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
1: JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this. Friday, y'all. All right, so, you know, Mandy, everybody uh, didn't uh, view and analyze the president's speech in the same way. <laughs> uh, Rhino, I think we got some sound here. Here's a little montage from uh, the media over there on MSNBC, ABC, NBC. Can you find it? Okay. I had that earlier, and uh, it was—it's on the Tucker uh, tape, the last one I sent you last night. We will see if we can get that up in a minute. But my gosh, the fawning, the gushing, the praise—just incredible how they perceived it. And I'm thinking, wait, now they must have watched a different deal. But that's kind of where we are in this country. We we see things from such different, polarized perspectives.
2: Yeah, certainly. And the, the media is, uh, they don't want Americans to believe their lion eyes. I feel like that's, you know, because we, we, the, the American public, um, we know what's going on. People are paying attention to. I just talked to folks. I was at a ball, ball field last night walking around and talking to folks and, and they see what's going on. They see a lot of this political theater. They see through it. They hear some of the policies that the president talked about last night, um, such as, you know, two year free education at community colleges. Let's just pause there for a second. One of the reasons community colleges are still very affordable is because it's not subject to federal, um, federal incentives that have made four year education grossly expensive um, and you don't get a lot of bang for your relative educational buck that you put into it. Um, they understand that. They also understand that why are you talking about two-year free education when you haven't even worked to get children back in schools today?
1: In the K-12. In K-12. through
2: <laughs> I mean who's going to be going to college if we can't get a good, if you can't learn to read in kindergarten and first grade and and, and the things that are so important in terms of the building blocks of having a successful life and, and education. From there on out, so it's it's uh, it's a lot of happy talk from uh, the the media trying to cover up for the fact that um, you've got this 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 picture of doom and gloom with the mask and the social distancing and a lot of policies that are actually going to cause significant damage um, if they ever get implemented um, could cause significant damage to the economy to the way we're all educated to the type of infrastructure um, to even the the work-life balance. Um, there's just a lot of problems when you think through the policies that the president is is proposing. And at the top of the list too is his whole climate change and green Energy agenda. Um, it would talk about shipping jobs uh, overseas. You make energy more expensive, which is their plan. Um, a lot of American jobs are going to resurface in manufacturing operations overseas in countries like India and China and the like.
1: Yeah. You know, I heard an interview with uh, former Secretary of Education Bill Bennett mm-hmm. under uh, President Reagan, and he made an excellent point. He said, look, it's not about how long you go to school. It's about the quality mm-hmm. of the education when you are in school, and it just seems like the way the left is guiding our curriculums, I'm not sure it's a good idea. <laughs> to some extent, I heard this morning the president and his uh, his cohorts intend to require critical race theory yeah. in every school across the country. We've already got states, I think like Governor DeSantis of Florida, says we ain't doing that in Florida, but they're wanting to make that a condition to receive federal funding in public schools, regardless of how you you want to conduct and uh, engineer your curriculums at the state level.
2: Yeah, there's there's nothing more potentially divisive to the American way of life than, um, you know, telling a, a seven-year-old, um, treating them that you are either a class of the oppressed or a class of the oppressors. Um, and that, that's just damaging to the psyche of children and the way that we should be looking at life. America's the land of opportunity and it's available for anyone and everyone who's willing to work out there and go out and, and try to achieve that. So the critical race theory. It's extremely problematic. And that's the problem with, uh, with with what they're doing in a lot of their educational programs. They're expanding them and they're becoming an extension of left-thinking ideology instead of doing, to your point, um, giving children constructive skills uh, to be successful in life. Under President Trump, we saw the growth of a lot of apprenticeship-type programs. Yep. Um, you think about places. I'm from Decatur, rural <clears throat> Mississippi. Um, folks don't need to know the, the history of uh, I don't know, left-wing ideology to be successful in Decatur, Mississippi. But if you know how to weld, you know how to build things, construct houses, things along those lines, you're going to be very successful and have a lot of opportunity. And that's what we need to be thinking about in terms of the education system.
1: Well, uh, Bennett reported that we're 37th in the world in math. And and so while we're attempting to indoctrinate and train our, our children into hating this country, and identifying themselves based on the color of their skin uh, and se- segregating into groups, as you indicated, China is working full speed ahead to take over the dang world. And it's like they don't get that, don't see it.
2: Well, you saw this blow up recently in the back and forth. There was um, a meeting in Alaska between Chinese leaders in the U.S., and China came out fully aggressive in a, in posturing in a way that, that wouldn't have happened under previous administrations, certainly not under President Trump, but yeah. they understand that we're focusing on, um, things that don't really matter, things that aren't going to prove the lives of the citizens or the standing of this country and the world. And so they're coming in and they're chastising the United States. Meanwhile, they're doing exactly what you said. They're, they're gearing up their children and their workforce and their economy to be that global leader that they have very, uh, very poignantly and aggressively stated that is their ultimate goal.
1: They've made that very clear. There's no question about it. Now, Nancy Pelosi this morning says that she is, quote, very confident, unquote, that the Democrats will, quote, hold majority after the 2020 midterms. What do you think about that?
2: (laughs) I think uh, I... I think she's uh, lying to herself, surely. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. Um, I was listening to the Kevin McCarthy, who's the leader in the House and very active in terms of making sure we come back strong in 2022. Um, we are poised to have uh, a an extensive majority in the House. People feel very strongly and optimistic about that. Um, not only do we feel that way, we've got the money and the organization to back those claims up. So I do believe that the Republican will take back the House in 2022. And then 2024, um, it, you know, it's who knows? Who knows? Uh, it, we have a very deep bench of potential candidates. Certainly the big question is whether President Trump will run again. I was listening to the Dan Bongino podcast day before yesterday, and he certainly alluded that's something he's taking seriously and thinking critically about. Um, but but even outside of President Trump, we've just got some really great Republican leaders um, who who represent the positive outlook that this country really embodies
1: yeah speaking of which how'd you get to the podcast because you know uh they decided that the podcast publishing sites have decided that that one with president trump we just can't do that
2: it's, it's absurd. I, I guess I, I lucked out and I listened to it before they had banned it, but it shows you how scared the left is of, of the conservative ideology and how that really does represent the majority of Americans. They're so scared they won't even let the president's voice be heard. Unbelievable. It's crazy. And that's, that's what you do. You know, I dealt with this in dealing with climate change policy for a long time. Um, if the left can't beat you, Uh, In terms of facts and policy, they'll just try to attack your credibility, and if that ultimately doesn't work, they try to censure you, and that's what we're seeing, unfortunately, play out.
1: Well, uh, and of course, there was uh, about 10 minutes in the speech or so, maybe more than that, where the focus was on what can we give you? What can government give you from free pre-K to child tax credits to more credits for child and dependent care to free community college tuition, free tuition to HBCUs and tribal universities? I mean, it's just it was all about what can government give you? Wow, have we have strayed away from President Kennedy's uh, precepts, which were about what you can do, right, for your country. That's right. How did we get here?
2: I, that's that's a really good question, uh, especially coming from the same party. Um, I, I guess in some instances, uh, we, we have short-term memory. But, you know, it, it's what what can the government do? The government can get out of the way. Exactly. Um, American people know how to do what's best for them and their families and their communities, and we need to be encouraging the experience of expanding individual. Freedoms And the problem with what can we give you is ultimately it comes to how are we going to pay for this? And the answer is we're all going to have to pay for this. And there are some massive tax increases that are going to be coming down the pike. Mm. And, you know, you hear the conversations. Oh, it's only for the wealthiest Americans. Um, you can't expand the tax tax revenues in the way that they need to to pay for these trillion-dollar expenditures without that ultimately coming down to all of us.
1: No question. Totally agree. Mandy, thanks so much for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back on the JT Show.
3: made to order lunch in northeast jackson is at fourth and Gold sports cafe the wings the chicken tenders and bites fried or grilled and the best specialty pizzas in the metro call 769-208-8283 that's 769-208-8283 769-208-8283
12: covid 19 has had a profound effect on the workplace as organizations adapt rj young is here to help
3: No drip roofing and construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing and construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601 371 1051. 601 371 1051.
14: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News.
5: The Brookhaven Post Office will be renamed on Monday in memory of three officers who died in the line of duty. The new name will be the Deputy William Durr, Corporal Zach Moak, and Patrolman James White Memorial Post Office Building. Durr was fatally shot in 2017. Moke and White were shot to death in 2018. And following the president's address to Congress Wednesday night, Senator Roger Wicker said even Democrats are hearing from their constituents that the price tag on Biden's proposal is too high.
16: What the president proposes now, at a time when we're just recovering with our economy, is to put a huge tax burden on Americans, particularly on small business job creators on people that we hope are going to hire folks and instead it's another trillion here another trillion there for
5: more mississippi news find us online at supertalk.fm for supertalk mississippi news i'm Eddie davis
6: Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at one, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, white tail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport
0: redfish—we enjoy it all. Especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network. Supertalk Mississippi News at (laughs) supertalk.fm.
18: Properly set all controls before recording. All
0: systems closed. Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Supertalk Mississippi.
19: Mississippi.
1: JT show, Super Talk Mississippi. Trying to get this Rayon out of here. Big news, folks! Big news! <laughs> I'm Twan <Tom> Boatha. <Bualpa. laughs> and that's
20: the way the cookie crumbled. <laughs>
1: Folks, the water is out here in the building, and that is the result of an apparent fire at a water treatment facility here in the city of Jackson. Big J.
20: It has impacted state offices such as the Mississippi Department of Health. They had to close their offices today. Really? close to the public.
1: Friday, April 30th. Well, the bold new city ain't too bold. Dang. wonder what the... Di- A fire. Fire around water. That's kind of weird. But in the meantime... Probably one of the pumps.
20: Yeah. You would have to think. I mean, Motors that's, that's or something. what went out. Two, two
1: high-volume okay. pumps. I got you. That right, stuff happens. I get it. But I'm betting it's pretty old. I'm just betting that. So, so in the meantime, folks, we can't... Uh, we can't relieve ourselves here,
20: and the uh, the AC in the building is also
1: uh, water cooler technology. Yeah, so uses water, it requires water. Yeah, so it might get hot here in a minute. It's what you you I seem was, you I seem was to be reminded
20: indicating. of the scene from Ace Ventura Two. What's that? Where Ace Ventura Pet Detective is inside a mechanical rhinoceros trying to spy on somebody, and his little fan goes out, and he has to start stripping. i remember that scene fondly because he has a line in the scene where he goes (laughs) Rhino." so i of course i remember it
1: well we're gonna do folks a favor not strip today but i got my jacket and my jacket on i may take that
20: they can only see us from like here up so
1: yeah that's true (laughs) we can
20: do the espn
1: thing (laughs) yeah and uh what's that fool over at cnn (laughs) <laughs> on the Zoom. It's stilter. stilter. On the call. That toehead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, on the uh, C Spire text line from the 662, wearing masks is doom and gloom. Wow, this is a listener that doesn't agree with my assessment. I'll tell you what's doom and gloom about it. Because it's clear as hell to me that the goal of Pelosi, Schumer, Biden, the left, is permanent mask wearing. Have you heard them yet say this is when you can expect to get rid of those things and burn them forever? I haven't. What's the what's the threshold? What are the gates? What are the standards that much must be satisfied? They won't. Now she required everybody in that room to be vaccinated. And it is my understanding. Check me on this rhino. They had to show an ID and authenticate to enter the room because it was invitation only. They went through a process where they filtered through the normal thousand folks that it's usually a thousand in attendance when you count the gallery. I, I did some research on that. You count everybody in the chamber, both you got both houses. That's five thirty-five right there, and uh, and and then you've got the Supreme Court. Uh, folks from the military, the cabinet, etc., and then you got the gallery, It's it amounts to about 1,000. Well, it was 200, so they could space out. Nancy Pelosi makes the rules. The Speaker of the House sets the rules for the House chamber physically, such as, remember, early on, the pronoun garbage. And there are folks now saying, man, I can't do this pronoun junk. I can't avoid saying mother and father, husband, wife. Children. No, it's not children. It's son daughter. I can't say that. Stupid. All right. So you can only come in if you've been vaccinated and you got to authenticate. Now, what I mean by authenticate, I believe you had to show a photo ID, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we're not talking about parking. Right. But you can't do that when you vote. Oh, but to come in my chamber, by God, you got to have a photo ID. We got to make sure you're on the invite list here. Oh, wait, that's validate for parking. Uh, Validate, right. Authenticate. (laughs) I got it. Same deal. No, that means you got to (laughs) pay. That's what that means. All right, so everybody in that room was vaccinated. Now, did not the CDC say if you're amongst others who were vaccinated, even inside, You don't have to wear a mask. Is that not the guidelines? Pretty Pretty, sure. I am, too. So the doom and gloom of it is, to me, and I'm not sure who this is. I don't know the name of this person. Um, That's fine. Appreciate that, our listener. Is that the message that was sent is, even if you're vaccinated, even if, because everybody there, you would argue, has achieved herd immunity with respect to the 200 people, the, the herd of 200 in the room. Even if that's the case, you still got to stay away. You still can't shake hands. You've still got to fist bump and elbow tap and all that garbage and wear a stupid mask. It makes no sense. And now you've got this recent MIT study says, you're no better being six feet away than you are being 60. It's the same deal. So the message, they had an opportunity to send A positive message. So the doom and gloom is that we're in permanent COVID hell. That was the message. They could have sent a message that says, look, they want everybody to be vaccinated. Okay, that's fine. That's their prerogative. And the message could have been, look, if you get vaccinated, here's what you can do. You can gather in a room with others who have been vaccinated and not wear those stupid masks. And you can sit next to them and enjoy the conversation. It looks so dumb when they pan the camera around this magnificent room. It it, it looked like we're a third world country. That's what it looked like.
20: Yeah, because these are the leaders of the country. These are the people that would supposedly be first in line for this kind of stuff to protect the country.
1: Right. And they should send the message, look, we're beating this thing. And if you join in with us...
20: But that would require pride in America, and half the country, because of one mm-hmm. party, refuses to take pride
1: in being American. Oh, hell, don't get me started. Is it not true that there are some members I, I'm hearing in Congress that refuse to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance? Now, I'm not one that thinks you should be forced to, but I'm okay. Okay. And believe that the Speaker of the House of Representatives of the United States should make that a requirement. Is is that too much to ask? Is it or is it common? So what is it? What's the message you're sending there, Mister or Miss or whatever the heck you want to be, pronoun person? Uh, what message does that send? I have zero pride in this nation. I don't believe is it is exceptional. I'm not proud to be an American, therefore I'm sitting down, because it's irredeemably evil and wicked and racist and all that garbage. And somebody, by the way, asked me a minute ago, uh, let's see, it's Curtis and Biloxi, would you explain what critical race theory is to the audience? Well, what I can tell you, Curtis, is that there are multiple definitions, and it's usually... The the uh, the concepts came from activists and as you can imagine, academia. Okay? And there are multiple definitions, but it's just people having to poke their chest out and say, Well, here's the what I think it is. Well I'm gonna read one for you. The view that the law and legal institutions are inherently racist and that race itself, instead of being biologically grounded and natural, is a socially constructed concept that is used by white people to further their economic and political interest at the expense of people of co- color. that clarify it for you? Basically what it says is that everybody who is white is a white supremacist, is a racist, and they only achieved what they have in life because of the color of their skin, and that nobody else can. Oh, except the race lady over at MSNBC. She's pulling down $1.7 million a year. Oh, she's so oppressed. How will she make it? Like Sly Stallone said... When they found him in the jungles of Vietnam, how will you live? Day by day. How will she make it on 1.7 mil? Oh, the humanity.
20: I'm just trying to think of what other academic trends we should run our government through.
1: <laughs> Good point. It all starts there. It's just there. a
20: fad in colleges.
1: Exactly. Because they don't got nothing else to do, it seems like. Hmm. David Bowie bumping us out of this segment. We'll come right back. We're going to talk about what's going on with Mike Pence's book, You Won't Believe It. Stay with us.
13: Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com
0: or call 601-957-8000.
10: this is the opening agri market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, July cotton was up 82 to 87.36. October cotton was up 43 to 85.87. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, July soybeans were down 3 cents to 14.99 and a quarter per bushel. August soybeans were down 1 and a quarter to 14.42 per bushel july corn was up 10 and a quarter to 658 and a half per bushel september corn was up a nickel to 575 and a half per bushel at the Mercantile, June live cattle was down 42 to 115.62. August live cattle was up 10 cents to 117.50. August feeders down 80 to 149.07. September feeders down 60 to 151.02. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is down 151 points, 33,909. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
8: Are you looking for something unusual or hard to find? You might just find it on highbid.com. It's the online auction site for, well, just about everything. HiBid.com has estate sales, closeouts, liquidations, even government-seized vehicle auctions. It's easy to bid on office furniture, antiques, sports memorabilia, restaurant equipment, motorboats, even arcade games. You can search for items by name or simply see where the next page takes you. Visit highbid.com. That's H-I-B-I-D.com. And find what you're looking for today.
6: Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Come on. Come on. You're hearing The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Now, here's more.
1: Welcome back everyone to JT Show Super Talk Mississippi. Before I start talking about uh Mike Pence's book. Uh we got this montage I think set up to play now. Th- this was uh the analysis from the left wing media. Just set it up for you. What you're going to hear here, or who you're going to hear, is Brian Williams, Van Jones. I don't know if you guys remember him. He was one of Obama's czars. He's a self-avowed communist, I'm telling you. Andrea Mitchell, Lawrence O'Donnell, and Martha Raddatz. Here we go.
12: His use of voice modulation was rather extraordinary given the television era. And it served as cover at times for unspooling an ambition in this speech that was Rooseveltian in size and scope it was was really beautiful
21: I mean it was beautiful um He's developing a kind of positive populism.
22: He also talked about the soul of America, and that was so passionate when he talked about uh, the injustice, uh, the knee of injustice is on the neck of black America.
11: His connections to the people in this room, I'm not even sure if all of them are deserving of them, but he does not care. He gives to them the benefit of the doubt.
21: And his voice, that kind of grandfatherly, whispery voice, and the fact that it actually wasn't a big rock, let that intimacy really land
0: every single sentence had a very clear point to it and every line of it had that biden humility in it he's really trying
12: to
5: bring the country together it was a make america feel good night
1: you gotta be kidding me i thought I'm, i'm confused i thought this was the president of the united states the leader of the free world not jesus voice modulation Spoke like a grandfather. That whisper. Oh, yeah. Made me feel so good. Got warm tingly. Warm fuzzies. That's what we used to say in the sales business. Did you give them the warm fuzzies? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> evident how
20: much they just want to fawn over the man when a a post went viral of President Biden walking the First Lady to, I believe it was Marine One the helicopter, and... They're just walking across the White House lawn, and he leans over and picks a dandelion for her. I saw that. And you would have thought he'd cured
1: cancer. <laughs> the, old <laughs> the old dandelion for Dr. Jill Biden. What if Trump had done that?
20: Oh, they'd have been all over him. How dare you? She's an independent woman. She can pick her own dang flowers. <laughs> that is if they even acknowledged melania trump's existence
1: no they would have absolutely excoriated her they've been dogging her out for whatever she was wearing well doesn't that conflict somehow with feminism when a female accepts a gift Fourth such wave as
20: feminism a... conflicts all the other <laughs> waves of feminism
1: <laughs> and the cliches <laughs> we choose <laughs> i just can't get over it we choose light over darkness Oh, you got the <laughs> Hope over despair. Truth over lies. Oh, that guy he's got the he's got the franchise on that, doesn't
20: he? I need to find the loony liberal that keeps making Disney spoofs about different topics because I'm pretty sure she made one where she was all lovey dovey over Andrew Cuomo and I'm pretty sure she's taking that one down
23: by now. <laughs> that
20: they just they, they fall all over themselves trying to One up the other on how much they can praise
1: the president. (laughs) Light over darkness. I just don't know why that one just cracks. What does that mean? What the heck does that mean exactly? I'll tell you something else. The fact checkers failed. I'm gonna give you one right here. What, the
20: 17,000 miles he's traveled with Xi Jinping?
1: <laughs> that was
20: one. 17,000 know, miles <laughs> with another, a, a chief of state of another country that's adversarial? Right. Right. Like, that's ever happened.
1: But he, <laughs> but he hits a ride to the airplane with John Kerry on the scooter. <laughs>
20: I saw people trying to spin it, trying to massage it and make it make sense, and the only way they could was if he included the trip from D.C. to China with Xi Jinping wasn't on.
1: <laughs> but they can get away with it because those folks we just heard in the montage, uh, they essentially control the media message, and they lie their rears off about it. Hmm. When we come back, we've got Patty Harrington and Deborah Brown. They'll be talking to us about the Mississippi National Day of Prayer event coming up. And then after that, folks, you want to hear a little fact-checking. i got one item in particular that I think is critical with respect to taxes and taxation that I'm going to discuss. Stay with us. The JT Show continues after the news. <laughs>
0: Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
11: I'm Lillian Wu. Economists say we are starting to see the impact of stimulus checks on the economy. Personal incomes
5: rose more than 21% in March. Though Americans made more, they didn't spend all of it. Consumer spending was up more than 4%. Spending was up for new
11: cars and takeout food. Both readings are stronger than expected. Fox's Ginny Kosola, five people have been arrested in connection with the attack on Lady Gaga's dog walker. The
21: woman who returned Lady Gaga's French Bulldogs initially claimed she found them but it turns out according to police she was in a relationship with the father of one of the suspects involved in the dog napping now she and the suspect's father have both been arrested and accused of being accessories three others were charged with attempted murder including the man accused of shooting lady gaga's dog walker
11: fox's jeff Hall, america's listening to fox news
5: Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The state's senior citizen population is showing great urgency in getting vaccinated. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs is urging younger Mississippians to do the same.
17: If you're 25 to 39, it's still a two in a thousand deaths in some hospitalizations, so there's still a considerable risk. There is risk from long COVID that would be prevented by not getting it from the vaccine, and there's also risk to your family and
14: community.
5: Vaccination rates dropped 25 percent this month. State health officials believe that has a lot to do with the temporary pause at the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which has now been lifted, and there are about 40,000 of the one-dose vaccines ready to distribute in Mississippi. A man who was charged with shooting his young daughter was found dead in his cell at the Franklin County Jail. Samuel Scott allegedly hung himself. He was facing aggravated assault and felony child abuse charges after 5-year-old Layla was shot in the neck. Looks like she's going to be okay. I'm Kelly Bennett.
19: of the first grade and she found a new best friend. It's a laid-back Sunday afternoon you wish never end. The The homemade taste of bluebell and and good friends gathered round. The good old games are being made right now. It's a tailgate party on game day. It's a welcome to the the start of something good, it's sharing blue ice cream As as the evening sun goes down, the good old days are being made right now.
5: Mississippi slated to receive nearly $2 billion under the American Rescue Plan. State leaders, including Representative Trey Lamar, agree we'll have to maximize that windfall for years.
8: Certainly there's some things that we can do that will be an immediate impact, but there's also, I think, outside-the-box thinking that we can employ here that will make these funds have a more long-lasting impact.
5: Mississippi has two years to spend the money.
15: This weekend features a full slate of college baseball. In desperate need of a series victory, having lost their last four, Ole Miss welcomes South Carolina to Oxford. In Starkville, Mississippi State will face Texas A&M, who comes in at 5-13 and in SEC play. Both series get underway at 6-30. After cracking the top 25, Southern Miss will face Rice on the road with first pitch set for six.
5: For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.com.
18: Learn more
7: at trustmark.com slash business.
6: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone, like Explorer and Expedition. These SUVs are built to command the road. And the 2021 Ford F-150, smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few, They are built for America. Drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today and don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford.
8: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Who are you? Welcome to Real Talk for real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome. To the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert.
1: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show continues rolling into Hour 2 of the program on this Friday, y'all. Joining us now in the studio, Patty Harrington and Deborah Brown here to discuss the Mississippi National Day of Prayer event coming on. Uh, welcome to the show.
22: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us.
1: You bet. All right, so first, tell us about the event, and uh, when is it going to occur? Where is it going to occur? Give us a little background.
22: Okay, the event for the Jackson area is going to be at the Mississippi Coliseum, and it's going to be from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on May the 6th. The first Thursday is the observance of every year of the National Day of Prayer.
1: Okay. So it, does uh, the entire nation conduct events on that day? Is that uh, the schedule, the way that works out? Yeah,
22: the, these events are millions are around the country, all the way from East Coast and North to South Coast. Um, it's been going on. This is our 70th year, our anniversary for okay. the National Day of Prayer. And it's not like this is a seasonal or annual thing. It's just a time that we pause just to observe on this day who our God is and to just you know lift up our prayers together, unite across the nation so that we can um, be able to, you know, reach out to our communities and touch our communities through through prayer and be able to see the hearts of people change one at a time.
1: Yeah, something that uh, is desperately needed, uh, yes. more of, I believe. So just kind of take a, a break from all the chaos and all the conflict and and uh, all the dissension and uh, come together in something hopefully we all agree on, which is praying to our God and asking mm-hmm. for his grace,
22: right? Yes, he said, "If my people pray, you know, and and um, fall upon our face and humble ourselves and seek His face and uh, forgiveness of our sins, He will heal our land, and our land needs to be healed. And then the land is the people's hearts." So,
1: is this event always been at the Coliseum?
22: No, it has not. This actually is our first year to be at the Coliseum. So what We've I always had it at uh, the Step Cap south steps of the capitol yeah. and it just worked out for uh just an amazing god intervention a situation where someone was able to come in and donate the the time for us to come into the coliseum gotcha. and pray gotcha. so we're hoping that the people will come out from all over um the city and other places to join us together to pray yeah. for our nation to pray for our state and our people and all our communities
1: so uh, who's going to be attending? Who can uh, – so I, I think if this is the same event. I'm pretty sure it is. Five or six years ago, I was honored and blessed to participate and delivered a prayer, praying for – I was a business person and praying for business. Yes. yes. And right there, a beautiful day, uh, right there on the, the steps of the state capitol, uh, was uh, at the request of Governor Phil Bryant at mm-hmm. the time. So it a really cool event, but lots of folks – from across the spectrum of society, uh, standing up and approaching the podium and delivering uh, prayers for uh, various, I guess, needs and uh, just requests of our God. So who we got coming this year?
22: Well, of course, we're going to honor our governor, Governor Reeves. He will be there. Um, And other... uh, public officials commissioner gibson who's over you know agriculture and commerce we'll have michael watson our secretary of state
1: good friend yes
22: and there'll be others who will be joining us from other um positions in the government we also have on our plan um the chief uh cyrus ben of the choctaw nation okay he will be there with some of his uh, members of their tribe um we will have the Jim Prince. He's a publisher of the Madison County. No, Jim, yeah. He will be there praying for the mass media and social networks. Awesome. What we try to do is we try to have cover the seven influences of our society because we know our society does have an influence, just like yourself. You're in business. You're in media. Mm-hmm. So your voice and the things that you do in, in, in your works actually influences your community. So mm-hmm. the areas at which we try to reach out to is for our families. So for our families we have praying for um, is Pastor um, Thomas Jenkins. He's with New Dimensions International. And for business and commerce, of course, we're going to have our commissioner come in and pray for sure. us in that yeah. area, because he goes from north, south, east, and west across the state for us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And he fights for us, so we're, we're thankful for that. Um, we also have Denny Gig- Digby. He is the uh, with Christian Action Committee. Now, he has a heart toward Christian action. You know, you can pray and pray, but you still need to put feet to your prayers. Sure. You need to be proactive. So he is very much involved in getting people aware about different social and ethical issues that are going on in our world around us today. Um, For the churches and ministries, we have um, Pastor David Tempted Jr. He is our Mississippi District Superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church. We have for um, Praying for America and Israel, none other than over here, Patty Harrington. Um, We have for the arts and entertainment industry, which is a huge part of our culture and influence, Joanne Bell. And for our executive, legislative, judicial branch, this is where our Secretary of State, Michael Watson, will awesome. come in and pray.
1: Yeah. So this is not uh, denominational or limited to any particular faith, right? This is uh, across the spectrum of denominations. Is that right?
22: Yes, it is. It's it's, it's represents the Judeo-Christian heritage, which was founded on the nation for all those that, that are a part of that.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And so this is a situation where we get leaders from government, leaders from the private sector, uh, leaders from faith organizations to come together. And I think that's consistent with what the founders had in mind as far as the uh, development and creation of our country and what they felt like would uh, make the best nation. I think that's been the case.
22: Well, you know, the the Lord interferes with the affairs of men, but sometimes we have to just pull away and spend that quiet time to recognize and acknowledge, you know, acknowledge the Lord in all our ways Mm -hmm. and, you know, trust in him and he will he will direct our path. Yeah.
1: Patty, how long have you been associated with the event?
4: Well, actually, this is my first year. Okay. Um, I have a heart and passion to pray. Um, I started praying in Mississippi a couple years ago. But last year, Amy Rylander, which she, she's done a tremendous job for several years, uh, and Deborah reached out to me and asked me what I would like to do. Uh, Take the position of the capital coordinator. And I said, absolutely. When it comes to prayer, I sure want to be around. So uh, we're just excited. Um, you know, we have really seen God move in this event thus far I right. mean, we have literally it, it, it's been amazing just you know when you're putting a, a an event together this size and such a you know large venue um there's just so many dynamics to you know what we do to put things together and and clearly clearly it's amazing Uh, that the Lord surely wants this. And the beautiful part about it is it's not just our state, but it's all over the nation, you know, in that day where, you know, there's going to be prayer meetings in every state in the nation in multiple cities. And I think Deborah talked about that briefly, but she can add more about that. But, you know, cities and towns all over the nation in every state. And that's a a beautiful picture of unified prayer. And like Mm -hmm. Deborah said, it's not about denomination. This is about the body of Christ unifying and coming together uh, with one voice and and one unified effort to really intercede and to pray for our cities, our state, and our nation. We need prayer like we've never needed prayer before. I mean, we're in a time and a season in this earth that, like none other yeah and we we need god to intervene we need god to intervene you know in in our country in our state our nation we need godly leadership we need you know righteousness to you know this nation was built on righteousness and justice on the very foundation of what our forefathers built this foundation of our country and we've steered away from that and we've let evil we've opened the door and there's just so much you know that out there and it's time for the body of Christ to kind of step up to the plate and like Deborah said you know we, we have prayers we pray and intercede and go before the Lord and seek the heart of God for our cities our state and our nation but we have, must take action you know a, a faith takes action so you know we pray for godly leaders men in, you know, uh, and, and you know business and you know media sure. uh, all different spectrums uh, uh, of you know uh, society where we can really be proactive and you know stand and cover one another in prayer and seek the heart of god
1: yeah and so you know th- there's data that suggests that we're going to church less and you would have to think that means we're right. probably praying less and we're less involved with our faith. We've got just a couple of seconds. Uh, it, in Mississippi, though, it seems to be still going pretty strong. What, you, quick, what are your thoughts about that?
4: Well, I think the governor has a lot to do with that. You know, he went against the grain to open us back up. Yeah. Uh, some people agree with it and some people don't. Gotcha. I personally agree that we got to get on the move and get things done. Me too. And so with this event, we're going to have active Pure technology. This is a technology that's out there. Gotcha. Air uh, of Jackson has donated this unit for us. to. It uh, eliminates COVID by 99.98%. Gotcha. So our people, we're just trying to bring as much protection and security to let people know we're going to have sanitization, sanitizing and Sounds all that. Sounds great. Yeah, so this we're This will be excited. National
1: Day of Prayer event coming up. We've got yes. Patty Harrington and Deborah Brown have been our guests. Appreciate you ladies coming in today. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, have a good event. We'll be right back after the break.
3: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly cloudy, high near 86. Tonight, a 50-50 chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 64. You're finally Friday, a 40% chance of rain, high near 74. Friday evening, a 20% chance of showers, low around 56. And for your Saturday, partly sunny, high near 79. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
11: I'm Liz Brister with Entergy. Understanding your energy usage helps you reduce energy usage and your bill. Entergy's My Advisor dashboard gives you free online tools to help you save power and money. You can check daily spend levels, view current bill projections, and determine where your home uses the most energy. Simply log into your Entergy account online or through the free Entergy app. Start saving today at Entergy.com slash MyAdvisor.
0: With yours, here's Uncle Cy.
19: What's your favorite kind of bug?
0: Oh, I don't have a favorite bug. Me and bugs don't get along. The scariest one to me is the big spiders. They had spiders in Vietnam so big that when they made their web, it would stick you, okay, and hold you there, and here comes a giant spider. What do you think about that? Scary, ain't it? If you want the real story about pest control, call Havard Pest Control Incorporated, the professional bug exterminator. The name to
19: trust for over 65 years. At Havard Pest Control, the difference
0: is clear. At Havard Pest Control, their number one goal is customer satisfaction. Havard understands that everyone's pest control needs are different. That's why they offer a wide variety of services to protect your home against all kinds of pest and termite invasions. When it comes to keeping your home and family safe against all kinds of pests,
3: trust Havard. Havard pest. Visit HavardPest.com or call 601-936-0309. 601-936-0309. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Goal Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Family
13: Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk, Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's Handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon.
6: we here with a special invitation to join us weekday mornings, 6 till 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis,
0: all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. It's so awesome! You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Mm. Come on, let's
18: get on with the show Yay.
0: on Super Talk Mississippi.
19: Mm-hmm. Get motor
1: Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi. You know, one of the things that the president said last night, or excuse me, Wednesday evening, and he said it before, is that. The Bill of Rights and uh, the Ten Amendments there, they're not absolute. Really? Hmm. So, of course, he was saying that with respect to the Second Amendment, as he and his cohorts seek to radically change the rules and the laws with respect to gun ownership, in this country. But, you know, it would seem that he intends to bulldoze many of the amendments, except in such case where those amendments benefit the left politically. You start wondering about that, right? Uh, The Tenth Amendment sure seems like one that they intend or seek to just run all over. That one, of course, says the federal government only has powers delegated to it in the Constitution than anything else. If it's not listed, it belongs to the states. That's not what I heard Wednesday night. It's not what I've been hearing since he's been president. By the way, has issued more executive orders than any other president in this period of time since taking office. Forty-two, if I'm not mistaken? It's a bunch. And there's memorandums and so forth. And, and I'm certainly not giving a pass to presidents on the Republican side either that have used the power of executive order in ways that exceeded intent. But the, the scope and the volume have have really been an exception to what is typical during the Biden administration these are things we've got to be concerned about but any time i hear a president say that the bill of rights is not absolute i get a little twitchy what do you mean you you could <laughs> you could find cases where they're certainly asserting their absolute when it supports their agenda what it what it really means is that you just can't oppose the people in charge whatever they want you got to go with he also said that what occurred on January 6th was the biggest attack ever on our democracy not 911
20: not Pearl Harbor
1: not the civil war i guess not
20: the bombing of the Capitol?
1: Nah, none of that. People running around carrying flags, signs. And where's the media with respect to what is now the truth about the death of Officer Sisnik? Tragic death. But to a person on the left wing out in the media, he was bludgeoned with a fire extinguisher by Trump insurrectionists. Over and over again they said that. There's a montage out there somewhere of that across the spectrum of left-wing media. Who's holding them accountable? Because that's now been determined completely false. And they wonder why Trump, every time he got in front of the media, fake news, fake news, would point out amongst the audience all those representing those outlets. Well, this is why. You earned it. You've heard of earned media? They got earned media, all right, for lying. What about USA Today now? Coming clean on editing Stacey Abrams' op-ed. It's reprehensible. You're a major news outlet. What happened to journalistic integrity?
20: It it didn't matter because Orange Man bad.
1: Ah, that's the standard, right? Right. And I'm telling you, This whole mask thing, Wednesday night, more than anything, in my view, that's because Trump, to a great extent, flouted it. So, just, but, just as much as they denounced and excoriated Trump, right, for defying the guidance, the mask stuff. Remember, there was... Lots of reports about having meetings in the White House and in the West Wing, and folks were in there at the conference table, not distancing, wearing masks, or or wearing masks, and several of them got sick, and they pointed fingers at him. There was a period of time in there. You're defying the science. Dr. Fauci said, Wear 14 masks. Okay, well, what about now? You're defying the science, you're defying the CDC guidelines. How How is that not drawing the same sort of criticism from the press? Shouldn't it? You're defying the science. Even Dr. Fauci said it's okay.
20: Well, I mean, you got to remember, these are the same people that used the science to say that civil rights was a bigger danger. Yeah, true. To justify why nobody on the left seemed to care that there was violent protesting going on all last summer.
1: That was the CDC. They absolutely issued a statement that said that the risk was worth it to fight institutional racism and police brutality. They absolutely did. So So, if the
20: risk is worth it for the common man to go out and protest for redress of their grievances, then why is it the most powerful people in the country can't pack into one room safely?
1: And footnote that with the fact that back then no vaccines existed and the virus was spreading like crazy during that period. Yet nobody wants to point
20: at the protest as being super spreader events. No, we got to we got to demonize that bike rally or that Trump rally or anything other than protests. Unbelievable.
1: And and that's it's the, that duplicity, that hypocrisy that bothers me. But again, what bothers me more than anything is you're telling us that we got to go get vaccinated. And like we said on the program, both Rhino and I have. That's our choice. But you're telling us if we do so, even Fauci, we can return to normal. Yet all these people have been vaccinated. They didn't look normal to me. That's the problem I have. All right. Mike Pence, you know who he is. He was the vice president. He's got a book that Simon & Schuster have agreed to publish, but many Simon and Schuster employees. It turns out the many is fourteen percent, by the way, of their total workforce. They I don't signed, I would define that as many. Yeah, I agree. They got a big workforce, so I can say it's not a majority, and I was clear not to say that. But let's just say many. And they wrote a letter to the CEO of Simon and Schuster. Demanding that they not publish the vice president's book. And here's here's an excerpt from the letter. This is the official letter. This will be good. By choosing to publish Mike Pence, Simon & Schuster is generating wealth for a central figure of a presidency that unequivocally advocated for, listen to this list, Racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, anti-blackness, xenophobia, misogyny, ableism, Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, and violence. This is not a difference of opinions. This is legitimizing bigotry. Oh, Mike Pence was a bigot. I didn't know that. How did I miss that? What the heck has that guy ever done that meets any of those descriptive By the way, ableism, you know what that is, don't you? Oh, yeah, that's one of their their (laughs) fun ones. (laughs) That is being biased against disabled people, people with disabilities. He is? Trump was? Come on. Islamophobia? What does that mean? Does that mean, like, you might be concerned about people that worship some doctrine and adhere to it? and pledge their very lives to knock this country out off the planet, their neighbors in Israel? Is there any question that they seek to completely eviscerate, raise Israel, pummel it into the ground, leaving nothing but smoke? Is there any question? But we're crazy for being worried about that?
20: I just love how he's both Islamophobic and anti-Semitic.
1: He's against both sides of that (laughs) fight. That's right. Because authoritarianism always, always, always incorporates conflict. Always in contradiction. Time for a break here on the JT Show. When we come back, if you want to give us a call, 888-808-8637. That's the number. We'll be right back.
6: Make a donation and help change your life today.
12: COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, R.J. Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. R.J. Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. COVID.
2: Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move,
24: that's when you call Two Men in a Truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can
22: focus on what's important. Visit twomininatruck.com.
18: I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy.
11: There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine glides, and the food is terrific.
25: Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. The spring seating spectacular at must Jackson is going to blow your mind. That's right, spring is here, and it's time to ditch that old car and upgrade to a new Mazda. We're offering our biggest savings of the year right now, and you don't want to miss it. Right now, get 0% financing or 1,500 off new 2021 Mazda 6s. Plus, get 0% financing on new 2021 Mazda CX-5s, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will give you your first year of maintenance for free. Worried that you can't get approved because of your past credit issues? Don't be. We are focused on your future, and our credit specialists are standing by to get you approved today. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Bring in your current vehicle. We'll buy it even if you don't buy a new one from us. So come see all of our amazing deals during our spring savings spectacular only at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for complete details with approved credit on select models.
5: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The state's senior citizen population is showing great urgency in getting vaccinated. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs is urging younger Mississippians to do the same.
17: If you're 25 to 39, it's still a two in a thousand deaths in some hospitalizations, so there's still a considerable risk. There is risk from long COVID that would be prevented by not getting it from the vaccine. And there's also risk to your family and community.
5: Vaccination rates dropped 25 percent this month. State Health officials believe that has a lot to do with the temporary pause of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which has now been lifted and there are about 40,000 of the one-dose vaccines ready to distribute in Mississippi. A man who was charged with shooting his young daughter was found dead in his cell at the Franklin County Jail. Samuel Scott allegedly hung himself. He was facing aggravated assault and felony child abuse charges after 5-year-old Layla was shot in the neck. Looks like she's going to be okay. I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: You're hearing the JT show with Gerard Gibbert. On Super Talk,
14: Mississippi. They always say what they want. They're open about their opinions. They're not afraid to say what they feel.
1: The JT Show, great video, by the way. There you go, Amanda from Pike County, a little Billy Joel for you.
20: This was actually a extra credit project in high school history. Really? Oh, yeah, you had to go through each line and lyric and write down what historical relevance it had. Well, hell, it's a history lesson. Oh yeah. It's awesome. It's modern history. Exactly. It's a great way to cover a whole lot of years and a whole lot of topics in a short amount of time at the end of the year. That's good. Good point. All right
1: you know bravo to your teacher i think that's that's oh yeah b- coach
20: pew was cool coach pew was also the uh the history teacher i had when 9-11 happened and we're sitting in class and there was a knock at the door he walked out talked to, i believe it was coach pulliam at the time who gave him let him the, let him know the news that 9-11 had happened yeah he walked back in and very calmly said we'd we had a lesson plan prepared for today, but we're going to watch history happen instead. Turned on the TV and went and sat his desk. Wow.
1: Well, there are many, uh, so many. You know, and we, we unfortunately, and I, I take some of the, share some of the blame for this. We, we focus a lot on uh, all of these various professions and, the, and I guess, the bad folks. So i just put it that way. And look, the left does it with respect to policing. And police officers, and we've gotten to the point where I think because of the way the media and the press takes a story, and and it's they love, uh, I guess they sort of love the negative. You know, we're voyeuristic society that feasts on that. But we take a, a an incident or a situation, uh, and we use that we tend to, as a reflection of the entire profession or the entirety of society. And it just ain't true. So I think it's pretty much the part of God's plan. There are just some people that are good and righteous and noble and some that fall off that. I, they don't come out of the womb like that. But that's just part of it. But we've got to be careful. In the case of teachers, you know, I'm not happy about... Some of these teachers in the really strong union areas, states, teachers' unions, where they just won't go back to school just and to keep moving those goalposts. Yet, we've got, look here in Mississippi, where for the most part, I think I saw a report yesterday, 82% or so of our schools are conducting in-person school. Teachers are there. And there's extra burden placed on them. My daughter's one. She was on the show not too long ago. And they're all taking it in stride, and they're just getting through it, doing what they're supposed to do. But I would argue they and the students are happy to be in school and around their friends, their teachers. It's the experience, as much if not more so than the content that you're being taught. But here's a situation, Rhino, where your instructor, the coach, he, uh, he made something fun instructional. Oh, yeah. Or instructional font, however you want to put it. But He also
20: kept a copy of Rudyard Kipling's If, the poem, by the door. And every year, in every class, he would offer extra credit if you would take the time to memorize that poem and recite it.
1: Wow. Very cool.
20: If and, you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. Yep. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, make allowance for their doubting, too.
1: You remember it. I'm oh, impressed. Yeah. That's awesome. Ronnie from Prentice says... My history teacher was a Vietnam Marine vet, awesome teacher. Absolutely. So, so, so many. Just like police officers. They're not all Derek Chauvin's. Have you found a police officer yet that condoned the actions of Officer Chauvin? Your father was one, right?
20: No, there's there's no one that condones going outside the law and, and taking justice into your own hands. Right. That's why we have a justice system, to hold those that do that accountable.
1: And they serve proudly. They serve with honor. It doesn't mean that of the millions that they're not some bad apples. It's impossible, virtually, for that not to be the case. You could, if you're a person of faith, isn't that kind of what happened? The Adam, Adam and Eve situation, isn't that kind of what happened? They got thrown out because they crossed the line, they sinned. And. I think that was kind of our punishment. <laughs> this is the way I understand it. We were relegated to mortality, and we got to deal with it. So we do. But golly, I just get so tired of everything being uh, opined on and labeled as a collective group. That's just not true. It's and, and we've we we're pushing that agenda and that narrative even more by making four-year-olds show up at kindergarten and identify, try to identify their race and their gender and all this nonsense and asking them stupid questions like, what do you think about the fact that our society is organized around the nuclear family? Why are we even promoting such nonsense to four-year-olds? It's crazy. So... I got uh, a question here, and I'm going to heed to it. It was Sheila from Hattiesburg says, You got any good news? <laughs> Gerard, all right. I'm going to turn my attention to the economy. Lots of good news on the economic front. First, the economy grew 6.4% on a seasonally adjusted annual rate in January through March. That's directly from the Commerce Department. So we are still the world's largest economy. Within 1% of our peak reached in late 2019, just before the coronavirus. And look, households, the typical household, many of whom now are vaccinated, they're sitting on a whole bunch of money, hundreds of billions of dollars in federal stimulus money and really just savings because they were unable to spend a lot of their money. And that really drove and contributed to the first quarter output. Folks are buying cars and furniture, bicycles. My good friend Tommy Miskelley over at Miskelley's Furniture enjoyed a little bit of golf late in the day yesterday with him. And he was talking about the demand because people locked up. And now they're home more and they got money. And they want to spruce it up. His concern is being able to keep up with it because the manufacturers are still trying to get back to to uh, full capacity production. Many workers uh, still not coming back to the job. That's an issue. China and and, and products and components that come from there. The global chipset sort of chip
20: set shortage. That's hard to say
1: causing problems across the spectrum of industries so many products now have chips embedded in them but anyhow lots of good news there on the US GDP and then uh, here other news with respect to the economy Apple I think folks know I'm a I'm a fan of Apple as a business as a company don't totally agree with the CEO Tim Cook and his political stance, but I don't mix that, and I sure wish they wouldn't. But man, Apple, we've talked about their financial condition and financial performance. Folks, they reported a record yesterday, a absolute record quarter, $90 billion of sales, which greatly exceeded revenue, Wall Street expectations, I think last year, uh, they they averaged about sixty billion a quarter. This is eighty nine billion, almost ninety billion dollars. But more importantly, they they pushed off twenty three point six billion of net income on that ninety billion. That means they're on a run rate to be the first company ever to generate a hundred billion dollars in net profit. Net income. And they are investing and expanding and about to build a huge operation in Research uh, Triangle Park uh, in North Carolina. It's an incredible place if you haven't been there, just covered up with great technology companies. Cisco Systems, one of our big partners, has a big operation there. But $100 billion of profit. That is astounding. That is incredible. You people, you're making them rich. Quit buying all that stuff. You don't need those iPhones and MacBooks and all that software you're using, all those apps and things and cloud storage. Stop it. You don't. It's not valuable to you. Why are you giving them your money? That's what the left wants you to believe. Of course, they're a little bit more aligned ideologically, and they don't get excoriated and called out by the left. But incredible story, man. Apple, great American company, American technology. Moody Blues bumping us out of this segment. We'll come back with more here on the JT Show. I'm going to tell you about Amazon when we come back.
7: Does your body hurt? Have you tried unsuccessful treatments for plantar fasciitis, tennis elbow, shoulder pain, or IT band? Acoustic Wave Treatment Center offers an affordable non-surgical solution through Acoustic Wave Therapy. The beneficial effects of Acoustic Wave Therapy are often experienced after only one or two treatments. The therapy eliminates pain and restores mobility, improving your quality of life. Call today to schedule your appointment, 601-944-5585, or go to AcousticWaveMS.com. Com. This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and
10: they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. 1-800-647-8540 or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The $1.8 trillion plan unveiled in a joint session of Congress Wednesday night by President Biden included proposed increases in the capital gains tax rates, with an exception included in for agricultural land. USDA released an analysis noting the plan would defer any tax liability on family farms as long as the farm remains family owned and operated only 2% of the farms would owe any tax and that would be on non-farm assets no capital gains taxes at death for family farms this plan includes special protection for family owned farms and businesses it defers any tax liability on family farms as long as the farm remains family-owned and operated. No tax is due if the farm stays in the family, and no one should have to sell a family farm if they inherit to pay the taxes, and the president's tax reform guarantees that. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri-News Network. If you're building a new home or
0: remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. Smart shoppers will tell you they found it on
13: HighBid.com. HighBid.com lets you explore thousands of auctions across the U.S. and around the world. You'll find gold coins, sporting goods, classic cars, collectible toys, fine jewelry, household items, and sports memorabilia autographed by the greats. Hybid.com has hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. It's easy to search and easy to find auctions in your area. Just go to HighBid.com. That's H-I-B-I-D.com and see what everyone is talking about.
11: Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: You can text the JT Show. 601 879 4395. That's 601 879 4395. Now, here's more with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Bicycle,
19: bicycle.
1: Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this. Friday, y'all, CJ from Madison. What about Apple moving to North Carolina? They're not moving. Do you think that'll flip North Carolina blue? Nope. North Carolina barely went red last year by like over a hundred thousand votes. No, I don't. They're not moving. They're simply adding a facility. They already have uh, a lot of their cloud services and their data centers. Uh, their primary cloud, the iCloud, that's where it's it's housed. So no, I don't think it will. Um, I, I think you'd be surprised at how many people down the ranks that work for Apple and even Amazon are not quite as left-leaning as you think they are. You just don't hear about them. Speaking of Amazon, now just put this in in uh, perspective and contrast it to Apple. So we just said that Apple had an $89 billion quarter, and Amazon had a $108 billion quarter quarter, in terms of uh, gross revenue, 108. So they're on a $432 billion run rate. All right? Apple Apple is on a $350 billion revenue run rate. Apple, as we just said, stated, produced a $24 billion net profit quarter. Amazon, $8.1 billion. Now, this is still way more. So you're saying the
20: markup on an iPhone's a little bit higher than the markup on your um, mayo you got delivered.
1: They don't make any money on that. You know, we've talked about that before. It's Amazon Web Services, baby, which is about 12% of their revenue, yet it produces 55% of their net profit. At one time, it was 70%. 2019 Apple excuse me amazon made 11 billion dollars in the year they're on a run rate here to make 32 billion quadrupling their profit it's you people that bought all that mayonnaise and stuff toilet paper it's not really that's what people I think are surprised to learn it's Speaking amazon of web paper.
20: yeah okay it's, it's okay <laughs> it's been long enough nobody's mad anymore nobody's nobody's angry anymore Who on the ceasefire text line let us know who has not had to buy toilet paper since the crunch last year (laughs) you hoarders (laughs) we're we're not angry nobody's angry everybody's had the chance to get their hands on the good stuff by now they're not having to use the sandpaper just want to know which one of y'all was hoarding it all
1: Jason and Tupelo Amazon is making their profit by raping the post office nope 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 I just told you man the vast majority of Amazon's profit comes from Amazon Web Services. That ain't got nothing to do with the post office. They ain't got nothing to do with it. Selling all that stuff you guys are buying, they don't make squat off of that relatively speaking. It's 350 billion dollars. 350 billion of their revenue. And it accounts for about 3 billion of their profit. It's nothing. This year, on the run rate, it'll be about $10 billion. But do the math. That's a 2.5% net profit percent uh, uh, as a percentage of revenue. You go to Wall Street to raise money with that, they'll laugh at you. So why does he get all that money? Why are investors all over him? Because they've invented tools and systems. It ain't about selling that wallpaper. It's about their unbelievable Use of technology. Data collection. And attention to consumer preferences. But Amazon Web Services, which I dare say most of our listeners probably don't have any direct contract with AWS. But indirectly, you are using AWS. Every time you fire up your computer, your electronic device, your phone, etc., guarantee you are some of what you are using and consuming from a data perspective is traversing Amazon Web Services.
20: It's cloud unit. Yeah, if you use an app to order supper and get it delivered, that's about four different companies that are all contracted with AWS.
1: Yep. Guarantee. Just for that one transaction. Exactly right. And then you think about all the underlying infrastructure and I'm talking about IT infrastructure here. We're making them all rich! I wonder why. Because it's convenient? Because they created value? Yeah. Imagine how that works. So, by the way, based on the increase in um, the stock price over there at Amazon, Bezos net worth, $200 today. I said it here on the air, and I don't think it's going to be Jeff Bezos, the first trillionaire is breathing on this earth. If I said that in the left to the left, they would just faint. Oh, we can't let anybody be a trillionaire. We don't need that. That's because they will have produced enormous value for this world. We'll take a break. It's time for the news. It's the noon hour. And when we come back later on in the program, we've got our own Stephen Gagliano. <laughs> You're listening
0: to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090.
11: Fox News, I'm Lillian Wu, a milestone reached in the fight against COVID.
8: Today, 100 million Americans are fully vaccinated. Nearly double the 55 million who were fully vaccinated at the end of
14: March.
11: White House COVID response team coordinator Jeff Zients, and while Dr. Anthony Fauci is concerned about those not showing up to get second shots, officials say the rate of infections has declined by 16 percent. And tomorrow, what's expected to be the largest in-person sporting event since the pandemic began in Louisville, Kentucky, ahead of the Derby. We're
2: expecting about 45,000 people to attend in person. Usually, in a typical year, we could see in excess of 160,000. So still nowhere close to normal attendance. Last year, there were no fans at all as the race kicked off in September on a delayed schedule. Lydia Who with the Fox Business
11: Network. America's listening to Fox News.
18: As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Pool tables,
13: ping pong, poker, classic arcades, football, sports decor, even kitchen and bar stools. You'll find it all at Game Room Gallery. Game Room Gallery has plenty to choose from during this time. You're home to help make many more memories with your family. With specials on classic arcades and pool sticks, too. Let Game Room Gallery bring excitement to any room in your home. Game Room Gallery, Ridgewood Road, just north of County Line. For more, call 601-853-7777. That's
3: 601-853-7777.
13: Online at gameroom-gallery.com.
3: No drip roofing and construction. Online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, no drip roofing and construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
5: Senator Roger Wicker said since the president was inaugurated, there's been very little bipartisanship.
16: And what I want to know is where is the moderate, centrist Joe Biden who wrested the Democratic nomination away from Bernie Sanders? I mean, it almost seems as if Bernie Sanders' spirit has inhabited the body of Joe Biden. I can't imagine a more left-wing, pro-socialist agenda coming from anybody.
5: Walmart is hiring up to 60 associates, including order fillers and lift drivers, to support their grocery distribution center in New Albany. A hiring event is coming up tomorrow, and there's the potential for on-the-spot job offers. Starting pay is $17.50 an hour. For more details, you can visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
6: Visit our website at www.msboc.us.
5: State-mandated COVID restrictions at the state's casinos are being lifted at 5 o'clock this afternoon. That includes the mask mandates and the 75% capacity cap. Now it's up to casinos to decide how they want to proceed. MGM Resorts will continue to require masks and social distancing at their facilities, including the Beau Rivage and Biloxi. At the Scarlet Pearl, masks will become a choice, though they do intend to continue. Continue the stepped up cleaning
15: protocols.
5: The minor league baseball season begins next week. The Mississippi Braves and Biloxi Shuckers are welcoming fans back to the ballpark.
15: With trends moving in the right direction, Trustmark Park, the home of the M Braves and Pearl, will operate at 100% capacity, and the Shuckers' announcement states that MGM Park will operate near full capacity. COVID protocols, which do include a mask mandate, remain in effect at both stadiums.
5: For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at safertalk.fm
15: bad internet
21: is bad for business we've all been there lagging video chats slow downloads oh come on it's just not a good look instead call cspire business our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest most reliable internet around period no excuses no apologies just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com.
6: Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage, right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let, 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 let's do this. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
1: Thank everyone. The J.T. Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Don't forget, coming up at 1220, we've got Stephen Gagliano, uh, the news director here at Super Talk News. He'll join us. All right, so we're talking about Amazon, and I just want to kind of complete that thought there. Uh, These guys make all their money on Amazon Web Services. It's not selling all that stuff. But what they're doing... I just believe they're using that technology. They're using those tools. They're using that platform and their reach. They're coming up with something else. Right now, somebody is figuring out something else that is a twinkle in someone's eyes that you and I can't even envision, where they're going to leverage that. That's why. For example, investors pour money into the stock, and why the stock is priced so high. It's it's not based on fundamentals and technicals. That that sucks, frankly. Fundamentally, from a financial perspective, they're terrible. Look at Apple. We just did it. Apple makes as much in a quarter as Amazon does in 80% of their year. That's the difference. On $100 billion less of revenue, that's the difference. But what Apple is selling is proprietary. And if you invent something that is proprietary, then you get rewarded. If people want it. If people want it. Well, clearly they do, because they bought $90 billion of it. And it's not, by the way, it's not just iPhones and macbooks it's subscription services the, and, and all of these companies are evolving into that I watched that in my industry for the last 20 years everything's moving to a consumption based model with respect to the the sale of technology it's not that piece of hardware you buy they don't that's not the big profit item there it's those subscriptions we all got them you need more cloud storage, you need music, you need streaming services. That's where the dough is. They know that that revenue is predictable. And investors, they love that, man. I can tell you from going to them and, and pitching it, that's what they want to see is that recurring revenue, those revenue streams. And companies whose models are built on that rather than the, the one-time transaction, they just get higher valuations. That's the way it works, and it should. should work that way. So lots of great text here on the C Spire text line. Uh, Ronnie from Prentice says, oh, yeah, already already talked about that. He had a Vietnam Marine vet. is an awesome teacher. Appreciate that. Uh, Coach Ingalls, this is from Amanda from Pike County. She had a Coach Ingalls, was really fun in American history, and Coach CW Nett taught free enterprise. Really? That's interesting, Amanda. In high school? That is awesome. I don't think they do that anymore, do they? Coach Messina taught civics. Fun guys. Woodline Woodlawn High School, Baton Rouge, early eighties. Cool. Appreciate you sharing that. Batman would disagree with Rhino's comment on the vigilanteism <laughs> that from Rusty from Greenville. There's
20: a reason all the police officers except for Commissioner Gordon were always after him.
1: Yeah. That's right. Uh, Rusty from Greenville he's got a simple explanation here for critical race theory, he calls it critical race crap if you're white and you were born a, you're a bad person and need to make amends, if you're not white, white people owe you everything and anything you want you know it, it that's probably a little uh, bit of an exaggeration but it's not by, much. not by much and that's what's sad about this and you should also know folks that This stuff is being required to be taught courses on which completed uh, by people working in various federal agencies. You remember, Trump stopped it. He stopped it. And it was brought back by uh, President Biden. He's reinstituted it. And see if I can find it. I'll share with it later what they're learning at the Department of Treasury, what those folks are going through. It is. I have a a report on it. It's, It's just really incredible that I can't imagine sitting in a class like that where you're being forced to essentially acknowledge how bad you are and how bad this country is and everything about it i just blown away by that, honestly. But yet, no problem absolutely ripping Senator Tim Scott. No problem with that, uh, that's okay, because you see, he doesn't agree, he doesn't subscribe to the left's views and agenda, therefore, well, he's, he's a sellout. He can't possibly think those things. You can't and be a black person in this country. You can't subscribe to the principles of limited government conservatism. You can't do it. Something's wrong with you. By the way, Florida also passed a, uh, a an act similar to ours, the Fairness Act. They passed one, too. I think Idaho. This is going to set up again... For an interesting conflict between states, speaking of federalism in the Tenth Amendment, between states and the federal government. In fact, our law is entitled the Fairness Act, the Florida Law, Fairness in Women's Sports Act. It was signed on Wednesday. Uh, So we'll see. What happens there? You, you've got other states, I think, that are pursuing this sort of legislation, as we have here in Mississippi, yet this is completely counter to what the federal government seeks. They're, want, they're going to start tying money to it, federal money to this, and they're seeking to require critical race theory, indoctrination in our K-12 through schools. As a condition of receiving federal funding, which is completely insane and a big problem, Trump's coming back. Tell everyone, Gerard, Sheila from Hattiesburg. All I can tell you is that I watched an interview with him yesterday on uh, early in the morning on the business show. Uh, I watch, try to watch daily. Maria Bartiromo. I'm always been a fan of hers, and she had Trump on, kept him for thirty minutes. It's kind of unusual. But uh, what he, he was asked a question by Maria. W- what are you thinking about with respect to running in 2024? And here's what he said. He said, I am a 1,000% sure I'm thinking about running. <laughs> Read into that what you will, folks. I don't know. Um, I don't think he could win, my personal opinion. I do think a Republican can win. I just think he would have difficulty winning in the swing states, which is where it all comes down to. It, we'll see. Uh, you know, he's to a great extent, he's lost his platform, though he says he's working on a, a so, his own social media network. That would be interesting. I think Governor DeSantis would be an excellent candidate. I think Tim Scott would. I think uh, and and Senator McConnell says there are four senators planning on running of which he is aware. I assume he's talking about Republican senators. What do you think, Tim Scott, maybe one of those? Hawley? I think he does. I don't think he can win. Cruz again? Yeah, I again? don't
20: think Hawley would have a chance.
1: Cruz again?
20: Cruz will probably run again. I think so. I mean, that was kind of evident with his trip to the border.
1: Yeah, I believe that's right. By the way, speaking of trips, the president went down to Atlanta. And he got in trouble. (laughs)
0: Looking for my mask. I'm in trouble.
1: (laughs) Who's he going to get in trouble with? I don't know if you guys happen to see the video, but, man, he is at the podium there. That music is blaring. He's got his wife approaches the podium to help him. He's searching through all his books and st- <laughs> everything in his pockets looking for that dumb mask and he's freaking outside. And he's got two aides, like Ryan said, probably Secret Service. I don't know, within a few feet or so of him. I guarantee you have been vaccinated. There's nobody in view. And he's freaking out. I'm going to get in trouble with who? Is that like admitting... Is Fauci going to call him? Is he admitting that they're Karen Brown shirts? Who's beating the leader of the free world
20: in the back room for not wearing his mask? (laughs) He sounds Uh, like a
1: scared kid. CCR. We're enjoying a little CCR as we go to break. We've got Stephen Gagliano, the news director of Supertalk. He'll be in the studio next. Stay with us.
19: Um.
8: this is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro show weekday night, starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Now,
0: now, now, back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino.
21: Great news, everybody,
0: on Super Talk Mississippi.
21: Mississippi.
1: back, everyone, to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. A Gerard and Rhino guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this. Friday, y'all. So, on the C Spire text line from the 662, these teachers sound amazing. My old coach threw keyboards at us. <laughs> That's awesome. Appreciate that. Joining us now in the studio, our good friend and news director of Super Talk News, Stephen Gagliano. Good afternoon there, Stephen. It is already the afternoon, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I have to catch myself yeah. sometimes because we cross it here.
15: It's flying by here. It is. We got the water going on yet? Not yet. Yeah, that's been the big news of the day around here. And, and sometimes, you know, you forget you're, you need to report the news, but also you got to worry about yourself. And here uh, we're, we're trying to figure out, do we have water? What do we need to do and, and get our own situation straight? So it's oh. a, a developing story, we'll call it.
1: Yeah, I'm an old guy. I'm going to have to fight a bush here or something outside. <laughs> We've got
15: plenty of courtyards. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. So what's, uh, what's been going on? Lots of news uh, across the state this week uh, give us an update
15: there that's right so and i think the i think the biggest news of the week was probably the census results starting to trickle out and and of yeah. course that'll kind of develop as more of it gets finalized and all of it's really out there but i think mississippi being one of just 3 states to lose population is a big deal and i think that kind of centers around a lot of the conversations we've been having in the recent months. And one of the main ones obviously was the income tax elimination. And I know a lot of state leaders have kind of pointed to that as something that can attract not only businesses, but, you know, attract people to come to Mississippi and work in Mississippi and stay here. I think anecdotally speaking, I am I'm in a group message with about 22 people uh, from school, from college when we all went to school in the state. And I am the only one that's left here. I'm about to turn 27, and all my friends are around that same age, and they all left. They went to Nashville, Atlanta, New York, and these other cities. And I think, you know, seeing the census results, it kind of signifies that, that that we need to find ways to keep people here in the state of Mississippi.
1: All right, so let me stop you there. Uh, you're that age, and, and you're uh, um, certainly – Developing into your your prime productive years. Uh, I'm not, so. not saying you're not. Now. No, no. Please don't I, take that the wrong I've way. I've certainly got
15: room to get there, so but, I'm hoping I get there soon.
1: Yeah, I mean it's. You no, know, I got to be careful, Rhino. You know that delayed gratification. <laughs> maybe. Oh, so, but so the question is, well, let's put it this way: you got a lot of productive work years left. Right. That's more in front yeah. of you than behind you yep. at your
15: age. Why are these folks leaving? Why are they not staying here? Yeah, that's a a good question. And and I, I believe it's and part of it, too, is they they were attracted to these kind of larger cities that had different options for them. And, you know, it had a great nightlife. It had, you know, professional sports teams, even those kind of things attract people to your city. And I've heard you mention this before. I think success in a state's capital city does trickle out. And they were attracted to state capitals and capital cities that are thriving and that are that are doing really well. And I think Jackson has the ability to get there. They just, you know, have some work to do. I'll say it that way.
1: Well, and so do you think it's a lot of those sort of amenities like professional sports, mm-hmm. for example. And like you said, the, the nightlife. And, you know, the other thing I hear is they find there are more people around their age right and so they want to be around people uh, their age uh, what about is there do you ever hear anything about well it's just job opportunities I've got job that too.
15: yeah right and then yeah that's because the careers that they're in and yeah you know media is a whole different thing for me and but yeah the jobs that they're in they had more opportunities yeah. the pay was higher yeah uh, benefits in some places where there weren't in the opportunities here so yeah there are a number of things that just pull people away Uh, So with the census data coming out, I think that kind of underscores the importance of that. And then, of course, you've got all of your other things that need to be improved, whether that's infrastructure or health care or education and those kind of things will come. But to somebody my age at at 26, my primary concern isn't necessarily – the road condition yeah. while that is important it's not maybe the main thing right now yeah you know I, I just think about
1: my time at that age i was more worried about getting my career going and and uh opportunities to continue to advance through a career and it just seems like that the younger folks are finding that those are those are greater mm-hmm. in these areas right uh and you know, one thing that's always concerned me is I think we have fantastic universities that are, that are churning out tremendous talent from those universities. But to a great extent, the skills that are, are acquired by students, there's are no place to leverage those skills. There are no jobs with, where they can leverage those skills.
15: In the state, right, and I won't call my friends talented, but I'm sure there are talented uh, <laughs> other students that went to these schools in this state, and, and you know we need to do we need to find ways to keep them here.
1: Yeah, and that come um, I've always said that uh, to a great extent, certainly in trying to a, uh, attract and retain the knowledge workers, which is primarily what we produce in universities, is knowledge workers that we need corporate headquarters, we need right? Big companies that need large numbers of knowledge workers and uh we we seem to be falling behind in that respect or not really progressing is probably a better way to put it so that's interesting so all right the census
15: we talked about that what else going on here in the state other uh other big news this week the department of health lifted the pause on the johnson and johnson vaccine i know that was something you know at the time some Some wondered if that was premature to pull it off the market. I know uh, the governor had had mentioned something like that, Uh, you know, while they looked into that and if that hurt uh, or kind of impacted some vaccine hesitancy in the state. But nevertheless, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is now back. Uh, The Department of Health had about 40,000 doses of it ready to ship and they will do that. And now there's just going to be a little bit more guidance that these physicians will give to patients who opt into getting the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. How are we
1: doing? Are you tracking this with respect to vaccinations relative to the rest of the country? Last
15: data I look at, we were last at 30 percent. So we are currently, yes, at 29 percent of the state's entire population has gotten their first dose, which does, you know, put us a little further behind, I believe. Uh but I think we're still in a really good position, and especially when you look at the the most vulnerable population. Right now, over 70% of Mississippi's 65-plus population has been vaccinated. Yeah, And state epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers mentioned this the other day during a Department of Health press conference saying that the more vulnerable Mississippians we can get vaccinated, the better outcomes will be for everyone. Sure, And then, of course, you know, as we continue – to hopefully get more and more, you know, Mississippians under that age vaccinated, the better, and then we can all really start to move forward with our lives. So uh, I think, you know, while we may be behind a bit, I don't think it's as drastic as maybe the media paints it out to be.
1: Yeah, it, because, uh, Rhino, the, the case numbers are still trending downward. The seven-day average is still fairly low, right? And the number of hospitalizations, it, it doesn't seem to be, a, a dire situation
20: and i just checked our state ranking by percentage of population fully vaccinated and we uh we just passed alabama oh, okay so alabama's in debt last now take that
1: Alabama. and we're catching
20: up to utah we're only a tenth of a percentage point away
1: wow Okay. And what about the cases? You got any data on that today? Let's see what we got on the cases. I think it's today. Today. under yeah.
15: under 300. I know that. Under 2. Well, 200. remember they
1: had
20: to shut down the office to the public, so there may there may be okay. a little bit of a delay because the only information I have is as of yesterday and it was at 246 with two deaths.
1: And also, I think it's fair to say we went from uh, having to sort of scramble to get an appointment for a vaccination, what a short month ago, 6 weeks ago right. to that
15: ain't a problem anymore. No, right? there are thousands out there. So of appointments if you have available. not made your appointment, go make your appointment. Okay. And that is covidvaccine.umc.edu.
1: Okay. So that's that's not a problem. It's not a not a supply or logistical problem no, whatsoever.
15: I, I think we we've, we've gotten to that point maybe where supply is overwhelming demand. Yeah. It used to be the other way around. I think
1: that's exactly right. And one other number
20: to keep an eye on the number of presumed recovered cases has ticked over 300,000 in the Magnolia State now.
1: Okay. Wow. That's a good one, too. uh, You got somewhere to go? You can stay with us. I've got nowhere to be. That's where you go anyhow. Yeah,
15: exactly. I stay here. I'm locked in this building until 6 o'clock Without water. Right.
1: (laughs) All right. uh, We'll come back. We've got Stephen Gagliano in the studio with us. Stay with us.
3: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 75. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 57. Your Saturday, partly sunny, high near 81. Sunday, mostly cloudy, high near 81. And for your Monday, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 87. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is
18: all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com.
14: Are you turning 65? Humana can provide answers to your Medicare questions, including what are my Medicare plan options? Which Medicare plan is right for me? And how do I choose a Medicare plan? Listening, learning, and providing whole health support that meets you where you are. That's what we call human care. To learn more, call 601-605-5130 to speak to your local Humana sales agent.
5: Senator Roger Wicker said since the president was inaugurated, there's been very little bipartisanship.
16: And what I want to know is where is the moderate centrist Joe Biden who wrested the Democratic nomination away from Bernie Sanders? I mean, it almost seems as if Bernie Sanders spirit has inhabited the body of Joe Biden. I can't imagine a more left wing pro socialist agenda coming from anybody.
5: Walmart is hiring up to 60 associates, including order fillers and lift drivers, to support their grocery distribution center in New Albany. A hiring event is coming up tomorrow, and there's the potential for on-the-spot job offers. Starting pay is $17.50 an hour. For more details, you can visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: During the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, here's more on Super Talk, Mississippi.
1: Welcome back to the JT Show 38 special. Hold on loosely. That's a great little guitar riff. Ask Rhino to play that. Appreciate that, Rhino. No problemo. All right, please cue the breaking news music. <laughs> the water is here. The water is here. The water is here. Ha <laughs> ha. I gotta tell you, I'm impressed. The city told us noon thirty five minutes later. Water is restored here in the building. It's super talk
15: <laughs> That's big, big news that is big <laughs> big the, news the beginning of that breaking news thing sounds like the Star Wars music. I don't know if that's intentional or or what I think but. it's the Star Trek Alert. Okay. Oh, or when they I got a red is. alert. I guess I wasn't far that's off then. That's
1: right. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's none other than NBC and Juan <laughs> Bojwa. That's <laughs> Oh gosh, Mike in Gulfport wanted to get this in. He says the more they ban Trump and of course the Dan Bongino show, which airs here on Talk, had an interview, extensive interview with the former president and uh was it youtube or the the um what am i trying to say the spotify took it down yeah the streaming services they took it down right
20: which got a funny story about spotify real quick if you go back a couple of years they had a big meeting about how they could handle hate speech on their platform and what they could do about it and they they read some lyrics from some rap songs and said, well, are these hate speech? Should these be banned? And they were like, well, yeah, that's that's obviously hate speech. We've got to get that off our platform. And then they said, well, wait, this is the lyrics to a song by NWA. Well, uh, and it was just awkward laughter after that. <laughs> it's funny that employees of Spotify didn't know the lyrics to NWA.
1: Unbelievable. And so I think they took it off the podcast, right? The Bongino Show. Anyhow, that's what Mike in Gulfport says. The more they do that sort of stuff, they cancel Trump, uh, the more votes he will get, and his supporters will even be more avid. I do think he will not run, but will carry the banner till someone steps up who can win. That's logical. Appreciate that. Uh, Mike, Ronnie from Prentice says, we need a big, strapping young veteran with no ties to run as a Republican for POTUS. Okay. Uh, also, I was advised, if I was going to have to step outside and find a a, a hidden bush somewhere, aim away from the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't want to ruin the landscape. Yeah, exactly. Too good not to share this on the 601 C-SPIRE text line. Coach Lang at Macomb High School had a, quote, so you don't get suspended, unquote, box for questions he didn't want you to ask out loud while covering the reproductive system in anatomy and physiology. That from Jace from Macomb. Yeah, I can see how that might get a little thorny, shall we say, in the classroom. Uh, no, so, I'm just
20: reminded of varsity blues.
1: Yeah. Which particular?
20: Uh, the sex education class. Ah,
1: yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> with the hot for teacher teacher. <laughs> hot for teacher. Miss Davis. Right.
20: Miss Davis, Ms. you got Davis. a problem
19: with
1: me. <laughs> so I'll have to uh, come clean here and admit that when I was in the 10th grade, I think, uh, attended Catholic school, we had a sex ed class, right? It was more about. How to stay out of trouble, I guess, than anything, and kind of what the the possibilities were. It was taught by none. Think that's a little weird?
23: <laughs> that would be a she little awkward.
1: Was, she was great at it, honestly, and took it in stride and it was just no big deal. But taught by none. Anyhow, the more they ban Trump, the more votes he gets. I think the key once again is you'd have to pull those that are kind of squishy. There's just a lot of people that vacillate between one party or another or look more at the candidate. But I will say this. I certainly hope that people are seeing that Bernie Sanders is like snatched Joe Biden. He's like taking over his body or something. Because it, it, when I, when they were just giddy the other night, Wednesday, after the speech, they Trump and, and Biden, uh, not Trump, again Biden and Bernie Sanders that was kind of scary it was telling so because he's fully embracing most progressive president ever yet we had to elect him because he was a moderate what happened to that all right. Steve and I digress a little bit here. What else is going on here in the Magnolia State that you want to tell us
15: about? So the other big news of the week is really the news that has not happened yet. And and that's, of course, that we're all still waiting on the ruling regarding Initiative 65. Yeah. And that, of course, being the medical marijuana program adopted by voters in November. And, you know, it's supposed to get rolling here no pun intended, Uh, later this year. And I believe August 15th is when the Department of Health is kind of shooting for to have uh, you know, at least the regulation side of it ready to go. You're not going to be able to get medical marijuana on that date specifically. But Mm -hmm. as that kind of happens and as everyone's waiting on that ruling, you've got businesses now that are starting to at least announce that they're coming to Mississippi because of medical marijuana. So you know, I wonder where a potential ruling would leave these businesses, and the two that I'm mentioning specifically here, one is called Grow Generation, and hmm. they've announced that they're leasing a 40,000 square foot facility in the capital city, and they're essentially, and I heard uh, they were a guest on on the Gallo show the other day, and I'm, I'm not remembering their names right now, but they, and they were with uh, the Medical Cannabis Trade Association. Okay. They, they called Grow Generation, essentially the Walmart of hmm. growing marijuana. Wow. So they basically have everything that someone would need if you were going to grow medical marijuana. So sure. That kind of store. And then uh, Steep Hill, a cannabis testing lab, announced that they were coming to Mississippi to be one of the state's first, you know, legal cannabis testing facilities. So you have these these announcements happening. Meanwhile, we're still waiting on, you know, whether or not Initiative 65 can actually move forward. And that's something that I, I kind of keep every single day this week, as I've been packing up my stuff to leave. I keep, I, you know, I check my email one more time. Is, <laughs> is this going to happen right as I'm trying to leave around 6 o'clock and then keep me here for an extra couple hours to to try to dive into the legalities of an opinion from the Supreme Court?
1: Yeah, because we're, we're waiting. We sort of thought we'd have it by now. Right. And there were some rumors going around. Maybe yesterday was the day, but it, uh, nothing happened. Uh, all right, you got some inside scoop on that, right? Where do you, where, where's it
15: going? Certainly, the justices <laughs> yeah.
1: have talked to you about right. this. Right? Huh? Yeah. No, I've got uh, I've got all their phone
15: numbers in my phone. No, I, I've got nothing. Uh, but
1: the point is, th- these
15: these business ventures are just waiting. Right? right. They're waiting in the wings. Yep. And, and I, I think the, these two that I that I just mentioned, I think they're probably just the tip of the iceberg. I think these kind of announcements will continue. Um, you know, and then once the once the Supreme Court makes their ruling, then there will be a whole other set of of issues potentially to, to iron out, uh, depending on which way it goes. And you know, should it get struck down, the legislature didn't pass uh, kind of that fail safe option that they were working on. So I wonder, you know, would there be maybe a special session to take care of that? Would they wait until 2022 to adopt something similar? So there there are a lot of questions. That need to be answered regarding initiative 65, depending on the outcome of this. And then, of course, the the initiative process as a whole. If this gets struck down, then what does that mean for these active initiatives? And Secretary of State Michael Watson on the show the other day outlined that there are five of them out there right now. One is obviously the Medicaid expansion. There's a state flag initiative out there, uh, one for term limits, and then one for recreational marijuana. So you've got you've got other things that are awaiting this decision and they are relying on this decision from the Supreme Court.
1: I mean all of that is just kind of waiting in the wings and sort of on standby on pause. I would assume I mean I, I know these guys are saying, yeah, we're moving. We're moving full speed ahead mm-hmm.
20: with the efforts. Well, I mean, one of them said they signed a lease, right? So, I mean,
15: right? Yeah, the Grow Generation, yeah. they, they signed that lease for a uh, for a facility, and I believe it's an existing facility, so they don't even have to you know construct the thing first. So they're ready to to come here.
1: Wow, it's uh, it's just a mess uh, uh, <laughs> until we get some ruling. I don't know that anything's going to happen here because you would certainly think if they proceed with these ballot measures,
15: somebody's going to file the same sort of suit right? as they get through. It'd be a never-ending cycle. Wow. Incredible. Last bit of news. Yep. Elijah Moore did not get drafted in the first round of the NFL draft last night. Ole Miss wide receiver figured he would have. We'll probably go early in the second round, which begins tonight at 6. Other names to look out for. Tight end Kenny Yeboah, Mississippi State running back Kylan Hill, and a couple other guys throughout the weekend. Wow!
1: So an interesting weekend as far as the NFL draft is concerned. By the way, the New York Post—they uh, of course they signed Zach. They got Zach Pot. That was the—that was the headline. <laughs> Very uh, nice. Pretty cool. We'll take a break. We'll be right back with the JT Show. Stay with us.
25: Seating Spectacular at Must Up Jackson Is going to blow your mind That's right, spring is here, and it's time to ditch that old car and upgrade to a new Mazda. We're offering our biggest savings of the year right now, and you don't want to miss it. Right now, get 0% financing or $1,500 off new 2021 Mazda 6s. Plus, get 0% financing on new 2021 Mazda CX-5s, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will give you your first year of maintenance for free. Worried that you can't get approved because of your past credit issues? Don't be. We are focused on your future, and our credit specialists are standing by to get you approved today. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Must of Jackson. Bring in your current vehicle. We'll buy it even if you don't buy a new one from us. So come see all of our amazing deals during our spring savings spectacular only at Must of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for complete details with approved credit on select models.
14: Carter Jewelers
6: is having our annual balloon pop sale
1: and it's a good one. This is how the balloon pop works. After you have made your jewelry selection you pick and pop a balloon that will have a discount voucher of at least an extra
23: and I mean an extra 10-30% to off your entire purchase.
1: All balloons win with discount vouchers up to an extra 30% off our May Madness sale prices. You're not going to beat our sale prices the way they are. But with the extra balloon pop discounts, the savings are incredible. All purchases include complimentary lunch for two at the award-winning Aladdin Mediterranean Grill.
23: And Dad, don't forget to tell them about our 12 months interest-free financing. And don't forget about our no-credit-check financing. That's Carter Jewelers, the old Oldest business in Jackson, located on the corner of High and State Street and at the Pemberton-Kroger Plaza in Vicksburg.
1: Sale in Saturday, Mother's Day Eve at 6 p.m.
13: Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's Handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon.
6: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here
0: on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This is the JT show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm.
1: the weekend lover boys telling it like it is baby i tell you what nothing better than a beautiful spring day the t-tops off i had a little datsun z car with the t-tops roll down the windows the t-tops off and playing lover boys loud as i could <laughs> From a cassette tape, of course, back in those days. Speaking of cassette tapes,
20: (laughs) if you were uh, big into cassette tapes, you're probably big into Sticks and Collective Soul, and they're coming to Mississippi. And now, you have a chance to win some tickets. The tickets went on sale this morning at 10 o'clock, so if you uh, don't win right now, you can still get your hands on some. Just go to Ticketmaster.com or check out the Brandon Amphitheater box office. But right now is your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Sticks and Collective Soul, be the third person to text in to the C Spire text line text line number 6018794395 again that text line number 6018794395 be the third person to text in with the key phrase to win a pair of tickets the key phrase today is collective soul there are you, you listening go. Uh, and you'll have more chances to win tickets to more concerts across the Magnolia State as the summer moves on.
1: Looking forward to some little concert action. It's about dang time. It just insane. the same. Zoom concerts? That ain't me. Just not. All righty, then. All this money for marijuana, is any going to stay in Mississippi? That's from Terry in Bogochitta. Yeah, so not sure if you caught the show a couple of weeks ago, Terry. I asked the uh, person who is the executive director of the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association. That would be all the companies, all the businesses involved in the industry. And uh, they estimate, and it's, it's based on what's occurred in other states and population size and so forth, three hundred and fifty to $400 million a year of economic activity, new GDP for the state of Mississippi. That's a big dang industry. And uh, so, yeah, that's where that money's going to go. So we're talking about companies who are going to hire people? They're going to buy goods and services from Mississippi companies. It's also
20: technically illegal to transport any of the product or the, quote-unquote, ill-gotten gains of selling the product across
1: state lines. Which is why it's all contained within the state boundaries.
20: I I mean, there's, what, 100,000-plus banks across the country, and there are just a little over 100 that will do business with the uh, medical marijuana industry. Yeah, exactly. So Most of the most of the people in the industry, from what I've read, have to have a third party and kind of a an arms length relationship with a bank, to where the the owner of the dispensary or the company doesn't have a account at the bank, but they give their money to a third party to go deposit it at the bank. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff.
1: Exactly. That's the way all that stuff works. Uh, also, by the way, here on the C Spire, a text line. A David from Texas slash Amory says, I had a 1983 280Z. Love that car. I did, too. Mine was 1983. How cool. Look, I bought it. I was living in Baton Rouge, and I really couldn't afford this thing. But my car that uh, I had bought to go off to school was uh, for like 500 bucks. It was a 1971 um, Cutlass, four-door Cutlass. It It was dying. So I had to go buy a new one. And went and bought a, uh, a brand-new 1983 280Z. Like I said, I really couldn't afford it. But I bought it in um, Thibodeau, Louisiana. That's in uh, over there, he, uh, sort of towards the Texas line. Anyhow, it's where Nichols State is. And I'll never forget, man, the salesperson, big black guy. fantastic. I can't remember his name. But he was showing me the car, and I said, Hey, have you driven it? Have you been in it? He says, no, man, they, I can't get in it. They'd have to lower me in it with a crane. <laughs> he was a big basketball player. He was too big for that vehicle. But what a great guy he was. And, of course, I'm such a nerd. I come over there. I got the spreadsheets with all the all the financing worked out, you know, and how I had to do the deal. And he he just turned me over to the uh, finance guy, and we worked the deal out. But I love that car, too. Appreciate that, David. That brought back some, some great uh uh, they brought back some great memories. D- Darren Jackson says so it was legal money laundering. No, nah, it's not money laundering. Uh, that's not the way to to describe it. That way, it's an accurate. expression of states' rights. Yeah, it's basically the what federal it is. government
20: says it's no, no. The state says uh, we're going to do it anyways.
1: Exactly. So, anywho, that's what all that's about. Appreciate everybody tuning in and listening today. If the court strikes down 65, it will go to the Supreme Court, but they won't. It's already at the Supreme Court. I'm not following you there.
20: I don't not... think they would take it up to the U.S. Supreme Oh, the Supreme U.S. Supreme
1: court. court? Man, I don't know. Possible. We'll see what happens. I think you're going to see more states legalized, and we already have a... Matter coming forward to make uh, recreational weed, right? That's what Michael Watson said the other day. Thanks so much for joining us today. We sure do appreciate it. Rhino and I will be back with you on Monday. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. And God bless everyone.